All right. Good evening, everyone. Uh, it's Brendan Lee here again. Uh, I know I was just online uh, a few short hours ago, but um, I had someone mention something to me today, and I just haven't been out of able to get it out of my head. And so I've thrown something really quick together and uh, wanted to go through that with you tonight. But before we get started, let's just check in. Uh, we're at block height 575,361. That was mined nine minutes ago. And if you can hear that scratching, that's my dog who gets a cushion. Um, <laughs> that block was mined by Mempool. Uh, it was 108 kilobytes. Uh, we haven't had any big blocks for a little while, uh, not since poolin.com mined a five or four and a half meg block uh, about four hours ago. Um, but anyway, let's let's get into this thing uh, that I was talking about. So um, some of you might have seen earlier today, I sent out a tweet uh, basically musing uh, who would be the first to create a plugin for Microsoft Office that uh, allowed users to save immutable hashes of document copy and uh, to then create uh, full copies of the documents on-chain and just speculating that if you had a million users... Um, each generating five hashes um, and one file save a day and paying uh, a tenth of a cent for the hash. And so basically um, the, you know, whatever it is, um, uh, 20 hundredths of a cent going into the transaction fee and the developer keeping the remaining the remainder of that um, for the, the hash save. And... Um, the cost of the file save uh, being, you know, uh, assumed at about five cents, and the developer keeping the remaining five cents. If you had a million people using that plugin a day, um, firstly, for the people using it, it would be exceptionally cheap. Um, it would be just um, eleven cents a day to save five hashes of your document uh, onto the blockchain and one full copy. Um, but for the developer who put that together, that could be an opportunity to be making sort of somewhere in the state large software packages on their, their machines. Like I was saying, there's a very high entry cost. Um, it can't be easily monetized by people outside of Microsoft. Like, so there are people, you know, my wife um, was working for several years writing macros, but she was directly employed by someone who needed specific tools. And so there's... Uh, there's a little bit of a marketplace for it, but there isn't really, if you come up with a tool, it's, it's not an easy way um, for you to uh, sell that as a plugin. There's not really a marketplace that's integrated into Office or anything like that. So, um, And like I was saying before, there's no differentiation between a power user and a regular user in, in that pricing model. And there's also no centralization of file storage. And so this is a big advantage that Bitcoin offers. So, um, you know, people, I've said here, people still rely on emails. And so I was talking about this with my brother uh, this evening. And one of the things that I said, like he said, so his argument is, well, why is this better on, on the blockchain? And I said, well, you know, um, we've all been in that situation where someone creates a document and they email it out to um, you know, eight people. 
And what actually happens is that the, the document is duplicated eight times. And so when that email arrives in eight people's inboxes, you now have nine copies of that document. And each person who clicks on that document and opens it up on their machine is opening up a separate copy of that document. Um, now, some of those people might edit that, add comments, whatever it is, um, and send that around even further. And uh, basically, it becomes a nightmare to track who's done what, what status the file is in. And um, look, I understand these companies, they have done a lot to try and ameliorate this and, and to make it better. But um, it's, it's a lot of, I think, um, mostly trickery and you know, we, we can do this better. So um, that's one of the things I would like to cover. So what does Bitcoin do um, that we can't currently do in, in those existing models? Um, and so, well, the first thing, obviously, is, is Bitcoin can do microtransactions. So um, it, it is extremely feasible for a business model to be built around peer-to-peer uh, -peer transactions um, at the sub-cent level. And so charging someone a tenth of a cent um, to perform an operation, um, if you can get a million times that per day, um, you know, that's, uh, what is it? It's $1,000. So um, if you can get 10 million times that, that's $10,000. And so if you can get enough people performing these microtransactions in such a way that to each of those individuals, the cost of operating that system is not high. So if, if, if you have a million people doing 10 operations each, that's 10 million of those transactions. That's $10,000 a day. Um, and I mean, I still, I know that's still peanuts, but you know, Microsoft has a billion daily users. So multiply that out to a billion. And, um, you know, if you have a properly scaled Bitcoin network that can manage that kind of transactional load, um, it, it should be very easy uh, to monetize that activity. So um, now the next thing that Bitcoin offers is a, and, and people hate the word centralized, but it is a centralized immutable file storage. When you store your file on the Bitcoin network, it is on the Bitcoin blockchain. And while there are distributed copies of the blockchain, the blockchain itself is a single data structure um, with the kind of massive uh, amount of redundancy built into um, the, the operating model. Um, so um, what we get with those two things, so with microtransactions and that uh, centralized immutable file storage, is the ability to create um, business models that are a very user need centric. So rather than um, being subscription based or, uh, you know, sell a package based, these are literally business models where you are charging the user uh, for the way that they use the software. So for my grandma who uses um, very basic word uh, once uh, a month, um, it would be an exceptionally low cost thing. You know, she might end up paying, you know, like a dollar a year. Um, but for me, who uses it every day, uh, you know, for several hours, 
maybe I'm going to end up paying several hundred dollars. So um, you do get this this kind of vast disparity of of payment. Um, but I think that's warranted because, you know, if, if I'm using it for 400 times as much as grandma, it's only fair that I would pay 400 times as much as she does. But currently there's, there's no means within that, that model uh, to actually uh, mirror that, that usage um, in, in the fee structure. Um, so the other things that we can do uh, if we did build something like this on, on top of, of Bitcoin um, is that you can actually then um, create a situation where, um, so say you, you get five fonts um, with the cost of creating a Word document and, and maybe you can even pick those five fonts. Um, and if you want another font, it costs 10 cents. Oh, wow, you want six fonts. Well, yes, there's a thousand fonts to choose from, but if you actually want to use one in the document, it's going to cost extra. Um, so you're actually going to incentivize people to uh, collate lists of the best fonts and, and to create really awesome fonts that everybody wants to use. Um, and, you know, maybe someone creates a really great font um, and they can charge more for it or, or whatever that is. Um, or say in Excel, um, you know, someone can create a macro that, that does something uh, really fantastically well and um, they can then monetize that. They can, they can sell that into uh, people's spreadsheets on a per use basis. And that can literally be as simple as something that you can pull out of BitDB using a BitD protocol, BitDB protocol. Um, the way uh, I kind of imagine that this would work is that your document would be set up within a, 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 an incomplete Bitcoin transaction and it would operate like a channel using, um, so there's, um, and, and Craig Wright's releasing a lot of information about this at the moment, um, there's um, the ability to, to actually set up a channel between um, two or more people where you can actually um, continuously update uh, the transaction. So maybe you would have a transaction that you set up with Microsoft and it doesn't get transmitted onto the network straight away, but you must commit funds. And um, when you add a font into that document, um, another output gets added, um, which, which you have to pay for, which then allows you to use that font uh, within the editor. And so you can actually build a transaction um, that encompasses uh, your document and is and is 100% um, uh, specific and the cost of that document is 100% related to what's in it, how big it is, how many functions you've used, what fonts, you know, all these kinds of things. Pictures you want to import, clip art, oh, that clip art costs one cent. Um, or this one that's really awesome costs 10. Well, actually, I need the really awesome one, so I'm happy to pay 10 cents for that piece of clip art. Well, boom, that's just another output on the transaction. Um, you know, you can do all of these things. And, um, you know, we can also improve user connectivity. You know, obviously, Bitcoin is, is, is like the greatest communication network um, that I think we've ever devised uh, until now. And... Um, it's going to enable uh, new levels of collaboration. So um, working title, 
Meta Office. Now, uh, to be very clear, I have um, I, I really don't have any intention of of working on this myself in in what you would call the near or even medium term. Um, I'm just doing this as an exercise in in what is possible. So um, yes, uh, Meta Office, the architecture, um, it, it, micro or sorry, I've, I've called it Micropayment Office Suite, and then I changed to Meta Office Suite, and I've left that in here. But uh, so Meta Office uh, Suite is a suite that lives on the blockchain. So basically, the entire software package is um, stored uh, in uh, transactions on the blockchain. It's a BitDB protocol. You visit a location on the MetaNet. Uh, or a transaction on the MetaNet, and it literally uh, goes through a sequence and pulls down um, the, the very latest version of uh, MetaNet Suite, you or MetaOffice Suite. Um, because you are logged in as you, you have access to all of your files and, and folders that you have stored on the blockchain. Um, and you can choose to you know edit existing files, um, copy an existing file and, and start editing that as a new document um, or create uh, a brand new um, from scratch document. Um, I would hope that you would be able to access thousands of templates um, and all kinds of stuff and be able to see which templates other people are using. So, um, you know, you want a... Um, uh, to write your uh, resume or curriculum vitae. And so you jump on and look at, well, what are the 10 uh, most popular uh, CV templates? And maybe grab one of those or um, come up with your own. And if you think yours is better than everybody else's, then monetize it because you can sell these things and it should be exceptionally easy there's no account uh there's simply store your file and link it to the marketplace and um you know then it becomes an exercise in salesmanship how best you can market your templates over everybody else's um but you do not have to go through all the trouble of setting up a bank account or linking it to um paypal or anything like that because uh, the account that you use to upload it onto the MetaNet is literally the exact same um, account that you can use to be paid. And, and when you use tools like the Money Button, uh, all of that can be tracked and managed uh, extremely easily. And I know that they are working very hard to make that even easier for, for everybody. So, you know, that kind of thing is very exciting um, for this space and, and could allow... Um, you know, like an open suite like this to become extremely powerful. And um, so what what really changes in uh, that payment model? And, and so rather than, a, an or, rather than being on a per user basis, um, the software is now monetized on a per use base. So you don't pay... Uh, I don't pay to be Brendan and who has access to the software. I literally pay as a nobody and they don't even need to know that I'm the same person every time I jump on and, and load up Meta Office Suite. They, why would they even care? You know, they just need to know that I'm using and that I'm paying. And um, with Bitcoin, we can do that. 
very, very simply. And so this is just like I'm just chucking this out there. Maybe it costs, uh, if you're writing a Word document, um, it costs one cent per page. Um, it costs 10 cents to, to pull down an extra font. Um, you want to create a table, it costs uh, a hundredth of a cent uh, per cell. So if you want to create a big table in your document, it costs a few cents more. Um, then when you want to back up your work, it costs a tenth of a cent to save a document hash on chain. Um, and potentially that is, is uh, paired with a cloud storage system that is not on chain, um, but it still has, uh, you know, um, some level of redundancy. And um, uh, then um, to actually save an immutable copy of the full document once you're, you're happy with it and it's been edited and, 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 you know, you don't think there's going to be any further changes, well, maybe that costs one cent plus the uh, transactional cost. So and uh, I think if, you know, if you've got a Word document that's 50 kilobytes at the moment, that's going to cost about four cents. So you're looking at a total cost of five cents to save a copy of that forever, basically. Um, you know, you've got this macro marketplace, all kinds of templates that you can uh, buy, use, build yourself and monetize. Um, you know, a lot of opportunities here. So what is the benefits to users and providers? And there are a lot. Um, so in this model, you pay only for what you need when you need it. Um, we can do it such that every document lives inside a payment channel that gives us enormous flexibility in how we charge and how we manage the monetization of every file. Um, and it means that we don't pay until we're ready. Um, but that every every key press literally can be an update to the document and can be handled uh, on the Bitcoin network. And, you know, we can have um, cloud kind of backups that are managed using, uh, using that transaction template. Um, you know, there's a lot to like about, about using uh, these, these Bitcoin payment channels that, that we're going to start seeing uh, in the next short while. So... Uh, probably the biggest benefit for the developer of this suite is um, the increased potential user base uh, who are going to be incentivized to be honest. So you look at that current pricing structure, um, $100 a year, I would say that there's probably more than half the people in the world, um, there's no way that they can afford that. You know, it's easy for me to sit here um, in my office in Australia where I get paid, you know, whatever it is an hour and say, well, $100 a year for me, that's cheap. Well, there's a, a lot of people in the world where $100 a year is, um, you know, the difference between food and famine. And um, so by flipping the business model and allowing them to uh, be very judicious about what they do and how much they use the suite and only ever to have to pay for, uh, you know, if they only want to, you know, if you're some, you don't have any money, but you need a job and you need to write a CV, the, the, the barrier to do that should not be pay $100 uh, and buy an office subscription. It should be pay five cents and get access to the best tools out there um, and pay as you use it. 
and and so that's where this really needs to go and you you then find that um you know so yeah microsoft um uh, uh office 365 has a billion users that means that there's 6 billion people out there uh, who are not using Office 365. And um, you're really setting up to enable uh, almost everybody. You know, there's, there's really, when you, when you price, when you build these kinds of per-use prices into the product and, and use that as the monetization strategy, uh, you open up um, huge new potential markets. And... and you enable people to to elevate themselves, um, and in in a way that is not uh, dishonest. And I mean, to be real here, that it was, it was known for a long time that there were entire industries in 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 countries, uh, in in kind of I guess not really so much in the Western countries, but um, certainly you know in Asia and and you know probably in in Africa and and, and the lower socioeconomic zones um, where entire companies were running on pirated software and and so they were using these suites that that you know these companies spend billions of dollars creating and uh, not paying for it and so not only um, is that kind of dishonest for them uh, it it pushes the cost up for everybody else because um you know if there was the ability to to monetize that use as well um you know the developers could actually end up making even more money so even though there'd be a lot more people who were paying much less um you know i think over the 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 entire user base you would find that that it's actually going to generate a lot more money and and it's 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 more efficient money because you know you're literally it's not that someone pays once a year it's that they're paying every day all the time every time they do click a button they are spending money on your platform and if you make that really simple and really easy they're going to keep coming back so um, you know, there's a lot to like here. So what are the next steps? How would you build something like this? Um, you know, I think it starts pretty simply and, and it's kind of, so the first place I would go is that tweet that I sent today, like who's going to be the first person to, to integrate, uh, like a money button or a click system into Microsoft office that allows, uh, me to save a hash of a document, um, onto the blockchain, you know, with a bit of, you know, date, time, who I am, all that kind of stuff. Um, or to save a whole copy of that document on onto the blockchain. And um, I think, you know, that's, that's kind of the first opportunity. And then you could take that and, um, or there's even open source tools uh, or open source products. You know, there's the entire LibreOffice, which I think is a kind of, I've tried to use it so many times, but um, it's, really the functionality is always kind of it's always kind of busted like you'll go to do something you'll go to use some well-known function uh like vlookup is is a great one you know and a lot of people go what vlookup but if you're actually um like using excel for anything that's kind of more than um adding and subtracting and multiplying vlookup is one of the first probably things that you're going to go for uh, and it doesn't work and so being able to have constant income and not be a free open source pro project 
um, where everybody who develops it is doing it for free and, you know, they're never getting paid and it becomes this burden and they all end up leaving. And, uh, you know, there are projects even in this space where, where that's happening right now. Um, you know, it, it's a much better business strategy to build a company, uh, to build a team and to pay those people real money um, through the monetization of the tools. And that does not mean they can't be open source. It doesn't mean that they can't be available for free uh, somehow. Or you can even make them open source, but you can actually bake um, the monetization into it. But if you're going to serve it up over the metanet, um, really open source is is neither here nor there because people are just going to click and and they're not going to want to download and compile and blah 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 um so they're just going to click and go and if you make it super simple and super fast and super cheap for them to do that uh i think you'll find that they will so um you know I think the next step then is is to have a, a basic suite of things, something where you can you can edit uh, edit documents, um, create spreadsheets, you know, slide presentations. The ability to do something like what I've done here. So I literally this presentation took me maybe half an hour to to throw this together, and it's not perfect, um, but it didn't need to be perfect. There was a template there. Um, I stripped a bunch of stuff out, put a bunch of stuff in. And and now we're talking, and it was good enough for me so far to do um, almost forty minutes. So uh, you know, it's it's this is this is Google uh, Google Sheets or Google Slides or whatever it's called, um, something like that. Uh, but where you're not bound to an account. So the thing that's kind of with Google is you've got to be you have to have a Gmail account they 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 have you have to be logged in to all of that kind of stuff um, you know this kind of allows you to walk away from all of that and and just be an address on the metanet and that's what I really am looking forward to seeing so um, that's the end of my presentation um, I don't know how many of you are watching because I have not been looking at the stream but um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to cut across to my I have my 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 super awesome green screen, and um, I have the Mars Curiosity rover, and because I know you're also curious, and you're going to have thousands of questions for me, so I'm going to jump across to the troll box. Um, and hey man, hello, wow, smash the likes. I like that. Yes, smash the likes. Um, might only need to pay for a font once and then be able to reuse. Yes, that's possible. Um, I kind of think it's going to end up being um, per document. Um, but, you know, I could be wrong. Um, it's not going to be my business model. So, you know, people are free to do whatever they want. Um, MS Office files are just XML in an archive. That's what the X is. Okay, so BitDB could contain the XML. Yeah, that's that's perfectly true. I mean, I'm sure that somebody out there can um, smoosh that into a BitDB protocol. Um, so data mining is the future. Um, just scrolling through the questions here because I've been on for a while. Okay, push hard to look 
Okay, LibreOffice is a good start. Open source Microsoft Office compatible productivity suite. Yes, I've used LibreOffice, but like I said, um, it it always seems to have problems. Um, so there's always a function. There's always something that does not work in LibreOffice. I've never had a smooth experience. Um, so why is only the BSV community talking about these kinds of things? Well, um, you know, I guess that is because the BSV community has uh, taken the long-term view that Bitcoin is about more than just cash or, or tokens or, you know, moon Lambo memes. You know, we are looking at this as a, a construct, as an architecture that is going to, um, you know, give us... Uh, a framework for the next 50, 100, several hundred years of uh, data-driven connectivity. And, and that's what Bitcoin is. And, um, you know, it's not this limited thing. It's, it's You've got to think unlimited. You've got to think, you know, what the, the monetization strategy has to be, well, what if I can get a billion people a day to each pay me a tenth of a cent? You know, forget forget how much storage that takes or how much, you know, what that is going to do to the network or your Raspberry Pi. Forget all of that. That's just that's just fake news. You know, this is about what happens when you can scale and, and actually put this out there and have have, you know, tens of or hundreds of millions or billions of people every day using an app. And paying you in in fractions of a cent and in in tiny increments, um, and having that as your monetization strategy, and and so you know I was talking to someone today and they were saying oh but you can do that already um, you know when you can you, but it's it's a very different thing that you do uh, today because what you will normally find oh yeah no well when I send a text message it costs five cents well no what happens is that you have to pay ten dollars into a credit system where that $10 is put in a database. And then every time you send a text message, they reduce the amount that the database says that you have by 10 cents. It is not a financial transaction. With Bitcoin, every time you send the text message, you actually pay the money. There is actually a peer-to-peer financial transaction that happens. And that is the core difference here. So... um, Future Man says, micropayments is the future. I 100% agree. BSV is making pennies again, uh, valuable again. BSV is going to make Satoshis valuable again. I remember once we went on holiday um, to Russia and uh, I was amazed. Um, you would walk around through these towns and every uh, in front of the, some of the churches, or I think it was almost in front of almost every church that we went past, there was like a mound and I'm not talking like a little like a little pile, but like a like a mound that was kind of eight feet round, five feet high of these tiny, tiny little coins that they call Copex. And so um, I didn't realize it until we went to Russia. But one ruble is a hundred Copex. And at the time, I think one ruble was worth about ten Australian cents or something like that. So one Copex um, was worth like a, a, a tenth of a cent. Or maybe it was even less than that. I I don't remember. But um, 
People just threw them away because they were so worthless. But you would go into a supermarket and things would be priced at um, uh, 9 rubles and 96 kopecks. And so you would pay 10 rubles and get four of these kopeck coins. And so you're walking around with these useless kopeck coins in your pocket. And then as people walked into the church, they would just dump these kopecks in, onto this big mound. Um, well, that's essentially what's happening here. People are just dumping Satoshis, amounts so small that they would never think about it, but they're dumping it in your wallet. And, and every time you get um, you know, a tenth of a Bitcoin, uh, when the Bitcoin SV network allows you to aggregate those um, million Satoshis into one output, you can land a nice big tenth of a Bitcoin output in your wallet, and that is how you manage that. And every time you get... 100 million Satoshi, oh, sorry, 10 million Satoshis, bang, another big coin, bang, another big coin. And uh, you can do so many things with this. It's going to be um, very exciting. So anyway, um, I think I'm going to, to leave it there. That's That's been uh, 50 minutes. Um, uh, if anybody has, I'll, I'll stay on for another couple of minutes um, and see if there are any any more questions um but uh, it's kind of devolved a bit um into moon uh moon talk um someone's asking is there a mobile version of bottle available or coming uh, uh i i cannot give you an answer for that i would advise that you um seek out the unwriter who uh does respond on twitter so if you ask if you ask it uh politely i'm sure um, it will come back with a response. So, and yes, the unwriter does like to be called it rather than he or she or they. So, um, anyway, thanks very much, guys. I'm glad I got that out there. Um, I, you know, so someone put that idea in my head this morning, um, and 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 they said the, the the thing they said that struck me was that was uh, they said I. I don't think, and I'm using their words as they were talking, I don't think that we are currently working on uh, enough of the right things. And while um, a, a, an Instagram clone and a Twitter clone are, are cool and they generate buzz, um, what we, what, what's going to make uh, uh, the real... Uh, next generation blockchain companies or Bitcoin companies, I should say, is uh, productivity. Um, and, you know, that's what made Microsoft the, the behemoth it is today. I think it is today or has been at some point in the last 18 months or two years the most um, valuable company in the world. Uh, Bill Gates was for many years the most rich person in the world. Um, so, you know, there is a big opportunity here to, um, be the first. So, um, anyway, uh, thank you very much. Uh, Future Man says, thank you for the presentation. It has been my pleasure. Uh, I love talking about this kind of thing and, and trying to imagine how, uh, Bitcoin can improve, and make things better, uh, not just for myself and people like me, 
but for everybody. And, you know, because it's when we say Bitcoin is inclusive, it doesn't mean we're not going to, you know, we're going to let anybody come in and, and, and be nice to them. It means we need to think in a way uh, where we ask ourselves, how do we use this to take what we have and let other people earn it and let other people reach for it? Because, um, you know, there's a lot of people out there who, you know, having access to a legitimate copy of Microsoft Office um, is is really at the price that it's up there is 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 completely out of reach. And, and so to be able to give them something that was um, legal and, and not just as good, but potentially even better than, uh, is, a, is a big game changer. So, yeah, that's, that's why I'm excited. So, anyway, thanks for watching, everybody. Um, uh, I'm glad that I had uh, so many of you on. I did not announce this at all. Um, I will put a link to this um, on Twitter so people can come and watch it um, as, as a, a talk that's already finished. But um, for those of you that were here live, uh, thank you very much. And um, I'll be doing this a bit more as we move forward. Uh, and I'll talk to you all soon. Thank you.